Welcome to the Vacation Effect Podcast, where we discuss time and lifestyle hacks for the busy entrepreneur, helping you grow your business even faster by working less and having a lot more fun. Now, here's your host, Denise Gosnell. Welcome back to the Vacation Effect Podcast. Today, I'm really excited to do something a little different and have a part two to a previous episode where I interviewed Garrett Gunderson on wealth and relationship hacks. Today in part two, I'm actually going to interview Garrett's wife, Carrie Gunderson, where she's going to tell us the other side of the story and what it's like being married to a a serial entrepreneur and a little bit about the ups and downs of their journey um, in the entrepreneurial relationship and in their relationship in general. And she's got some really great strategies to share with you that I'm excited for you to hear on how they transform their relationship from one that was average to one that's extraordinary. You're really going to love these strategies. And before we jump into chatting with Carrie, I want to give you some quick background on Carrie's background as well. So Carrie Gunderson is an extraordinary mother and the wife of serial entrepreneur Garrett Gunderson. She has dedicated her life to adding value and love to those she comes in contact with. She's passionate about health and health freedom. As a fact finder by nature, she has rigorously researched health and nutrition through books, interviews, scouring the world to find solutions, and discovering the truth for herself and others. She's a gifted teacher, beginning with her career as a first grade teacher, to being asked to share her amazing energy and gifts on stage. Carrie meditates for two and a half hours a day, which has given her insight and power to love, accept, and forgive, and be the best version of herself. If you need or want advice or comfort, there's nobody more gifted with perspective, empathy, and solutions than her. Carrie is a force for all that is good in humanity. She has a unique gift to gently bring a mirror for people to see where they are limiting their life, potential, and happiness. In Carrie's downtime, you might find her listening to records, drinking lattes, out for great Mexican food, traveling the world, or on a date with her husband Garrett at a concert, comedy, or cinema. But most likely, she will be at her cabin, The Shady Place. So I'm super excited to have you on the show today, Carrie. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so in an, I'm really excited for us to dig deeper into some of the topics that Garrett kind of just um, scratched the surface on um, in the previous interview that um, I did with him that'll be you know earlier in the podcast list. So this is Carrie Gunderson, as I mentioned in the intro, and she is Garrett Gunderson's wife. And I've had just had the pleasure of meeting her today. Um, Garrett and I have known each other for a very long time, and I wanted to get her juicy details behind what it's like to be the spouse of a crazy busy entrepreneur, because I think there will be some great nuggets of wisdom for everyone here. So for those crazy busy entrepreneurs that are listening to this, you should listen to this interview with Carrie, as well as have your spouse listen to it. I think this will be a fun episode for both of you to listen to if you're married. So um, Carrie, do you mind if I just um, dig right into, you know, chatting about some of the things that I would just love to get your perspective on? No, absolutely. Go for it. I'm ready for whatever. Okay, cool. So, um, so in the context of your life, just to set the stage, so I know you were telling me about how, you know, you, um, you know, came from, Oh, you know, of course you had a career yourself, but that you and Garrett, um, when, when he went into business for your, yourselves, that you started a family and that you left that behind. So could you give us a quick backstory on what that was like um, that, you know, led you to being the spouse of the entrepreneur? And we'll go deeper on that. So um, initially when me and Garrett first got married, um, he wasn't officially, like he didn't have his own company or anything. And um, 
he was just working regular hours and I was teaching school. I taught first grade before I uh, decided to leave that behind and stay at home. And so I did that. And then um, pretty early on in our marriage, though, Garrett started uh, Freedom Fast Track and became uh, like an entrepreneur, officially like having his own company and his own branch and everything. Gotcha. Yeah. And so now I understand that, you know, you guys have like two or three different companies that Garrett told us about before. One of your companies that you guys have is Wealth Factory. And I know you still have, you know, the Freedom Fast Track, track program and some others as well. But, um, you know, what was, can you tell me what, what was that ride like going from not being, uh, not being married to an entrepreneurial spouse to then having, you know, a company that I'm sure at some point it was in startup and then it grew and then it wasn't. And then like there, I'm sure there's been ups and downs along the way, like most entrepreneurs face in business. Like what was that like starting out, um, you know, going into business, um, you know, with an entrepreneurial spouse? And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so initially it was, it was basically, he was just moving what he was currently doing, which was, uh, selling life insurance at the time. He was moving that into, instead of like working at like a branch of that, he decided to have his own company and then expand into like other products and do some different things that way. And, um, when he decided to kind of branch out on his own and start his own thing, it was really just about him working a ton. I mean, mm -hmm. when I taught school, I would go in early and stay in late. So it still kind of worked for our life. Um, cause I loved my job. And so I would work a lot, but, uh, it was really about, about him just working all the time, like on his computer at home. Um, I mean, he would spend the evenings with me, but like if it was like Saturday or Sunday, he's checking email and he's responding or sometimes talking to clients on the phone or his partners or, um, just, you know, I feel like sometimes entrepreneurs are just constantly in work mode, even when they're on vacation or they're whatever, they're constantly like spinning their brain about how are we going to expand this? How are we going to capture this? What are we going to do with this? And it was always those kinds of things going on. We could be on vacation and he'd be like, okay, I've got to run upstairs and do this call really quick. And it's like, well, hi, like, what am I going to do while you're doing that? <laughs> right. I'll just lounge. I can only lounge by the pool so much, you know? And, um, he wouldn't take like our whole vacation in work or anything like that. I was lucky that way, but he definitely would like sneak off or, or be like, I got to run to the room and take this call. And, and then I'm just kind of chilling and it would kind of mess up the momentum of our vacation or me just feeling like, okay, I'll just wait for you to get off this call so that we can like get on with our trip or whatever. And so it was definitely a struggle because for me, my job was like, I could, I could leave it and not, and be on vacation and not have to worry about it where he didn't really have that. He felt fully responsible, of course, for expanding the company and any new growth that was going to happen or any new product that was going to be launched or anything. He has to be like the main driver of all of that. Like so many entrepreneurs, you're like the main thing that's keeping your company going. And so I think he felt fully responsible for that. And his mind was constantly preoccupied with that. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Thank you for, you know, sharing what that was like. And I know you guys have had uh, some big changes in your life where that's not the case anymore, which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, Garrett shared, you know, a little bit with us about how he transformed that with you. Thanks to you being honest with him and brutally honest in some, <laughs> some ways that would hurt him at the time, but he's what he needed to hear. Um, because it was true. But like, let, I wanted to pause for just a moment, because what you said is so true for the where I was at as a workaholic entrepreneur. And with, thankfully, I've been over to overcome. But where a lot of people listening to this might be, it's like, how did that make you feel as the spouse with this person who you love dearly, 
but you see them always running off to take care of what they think has to be done by them in that moment on your special vacation or in that moment they should be spending with you. Like, how did that make you feel when they did that? Well, it, it, at, at first it's like, okay, you kind of understand. You're like, yeah, we want to get this company off the, off the ground. And so you're supportive of it and you're, and you're fine with it. Cause you realize, well, at least for me, I thought of it in my mind is like, this is like a temporary thing. And we all know that there's times in our lives where you kind of have to just get to the grind a little bit to get some things out of the way so that you can then later on have more space to have the life that you want. And so I think initially I was like, okay, like it's not ideal, but you know, we didn't have kids yet and I was a fully independent person. So I was like, it's fine. No big deal. But as that goes on and on for a couple years of like, okay, you know, we're on vacation and you're still doing this, or this is still going on. Then you start to feel like you're not the priority. You start to feel like their company is so meaningful for, for them and they're so wrapped up in their company, you start to feel like, well, like where does, where do I begin and your company end? Right. And that's definitely like a tough thing to swallow. I was fortunate where Garrett came into a program that really helped him shift that. Um, I would say maybe, uh, oh, geez, I want to think three, four or five years into our relationship. And of course it kept evolving and progressing, but um, I think he started being mindful of the impact that that was having on me, but also on him, on the joy and the fun in his life that he shifted it. But it was, it was tough for me. I was like, we're on this vacation and we're supposed to be spending time together and um, creating memories and, and doing those kinds of things. And we have, are constantly having this interruption. So it was tough. And sometimes it got really frustrating for me. Like, you know, we're at dinner with somebody, Oh, he's got to go have this call. I'll just chill here and be like the third wheel for a minute. It's fine. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So it was frustrating. And then after a while you start to feel like their job means more to them than you do. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that perspective, because I think that's so important for entrepreneurs for us to hear as how we may be coming across to our spouses and our children, because like, those are the people that matter the most to us in the world. But, you know, I realized after my house fire that I wasn't living my life that way, that that wasn't where I was putting, I wasn't designing my business around my life. I was designing my life around my business. And like, what's the point if you're an entrepreneur, if you have your own company and you control everything, why not design your business around your life versus the other way around? Right. And sadly, it took a house fire to, to get my attention on that. I hope I would have anyway, but that was definitely what got my attention. But speaking of getting attention, Garrett shared the story about how there was a, a pivot point in his mind where he asked you, you know, to rate him as a spouse. And you, he said that you, I can't remember his exact answer. Like you said, oh, you're okay as a spouse. He's like, what? I'm okay. Like, could you tell us that <laughs> story and like the place that, you know, how do you convey to a spouse Um, when they ask you that and they want the honest answer, how do you convey it in a loving way, but also in a way that's helpful and constructive? And then in a minute, we'll talk about what you guys do today. You guys are going to love this, all all you listeners. What what Garrett and Carrie do today is such an amazing um, story of of how they have weekly meetings and what they do in those meetings and how they've totally transformed their relationship, their attention to each other. So I'm really excited to dig into that too. But back to that moment when Garrett asked for honest feedback, you know, what did you say? And then how did you go about delivering that in a constructive way? So I think what happened is um, we were driving back to Price, which is like his hometown. So that's like an hour and a half, two hour drive or something from where we were living. And um, we had just had our oldest son. And so he was like a baby in the back, like, I don't know, maybe four or five months old or something. And we were driving and, and I think he asked me, I think he asked me, how am I doing as a husband? Just kind of randomly. It wasn't like a 
we were um, talking about anything specific, but I, I believe that he asked me, how am I doing as a husband? And I said, well, if you want my honest opinion, I said, you're exceptional at your business. You're exceptional in your relationship with your parents and your grandparents. He has all these things that he's, that he um, really goes out of his way to take care of. And I said, for me, I said, I feel like you're just an average husband and an average father. And it really struck him. I didn't, I didn't even realize that it would be, be that impactful. But I think for me, um, I wasn't super assertive at the beginning of our marriage. And I think when you have a baby, uh, your mother instincts come out and you're like, for sometimes, I don't know if you guys are the same, but sometimes you're not willing to do it for yourself, but you're willing to do it for somebody that you love. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was like, maybe I could have lived with just like an okay husband because I had other ways of finding fulfillment outside of our relationship with friends and such. And I think for me, I was like, but my son only gets one father. So the gauntlet's going to be laid <laughs> down here because I am unwilling for him to have a father who is just kind of in and out of his life. One of the reasons I was drawn to Garrett is because he's so family oriented and loves his family so much that I was like, look, I expect that to carry on to me and your child. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was the that was the thing that really gave me that extra shove. Like maybe I would have mentioned it and not hold him to the fire when it came to me. Um, but I really felt like for my son, I had to speak up. And so I think that's what really pushed me to be like, listen, this has to change. Now the new me would have been like, listen up, like way earlier. But <laughs> at the time, me and Garrett were mar married and we were basically babies, like mm -hmm. super young. And so I just didn't have that assertiveness inside of myself yet. And um, so I think having my son, I just was willing to kind of lay it out there so that my son would have that connection with Garrett. Gotcha. That's great. Yeah. And he talks about as that being just a very impactful statement because he's so used to being a, an excellent entrepreneur, good at everything he does. And he's like, what? I'm not a yeah. good husband. Like it was like, wow, it really, really resonated with him. So you got his attention. So can you tell us what that was like from like, I know life doesn't just all of a sudden you have realization, like my house fire, life wasn't <laughs> perfect the next day just because, right? There's things you have to learn from it and then unwind and improve and whatnot. So I assume that's the case here with you guys, like that there was a, you know, some getting better and better and better over time. What was that like in terms of you guys then building from there and making the relationship even better? Like, where did you start with making the relationship better? I think the, the place that we started, um, was just him maybe taking on more responsibility uh, with our son. Like Garrett was always great at changing diapers and, and helping out and stuff like that. But I think he kind of stepped that up like a little bit more like, okay, like I come, he comes home from work and instead of me just continuing in mom mode and having a million things to do, he kind of started stepping up like, okay, she still has to do the following things. Well, I'm going to come in and we're going to work as a team from the evening point, right? Like mm -hmm. the day he's at the office, the day I'm at home with our son and that's kind of our jobs. And then in the evening we kind of split the, split the duties. And I have to be um, really honest to say that it wasn't just like, Oh, well now we're fixed. This is amazing. It was like, there's ups and downs. It's like, there'd be a phase where he's doing really good and helping out a lot and supporting a lot. And then other times where he's just right back into his old habits. Right. So mm -hmm. it definitely took time to, reshape that and figure out how that was going to work for us. And it just started with me continually just speaking up. And that wasn't an easy thing. Like I said, you know, that wasn't an easy thing for me, but I'd had to be like, look, I'm tired. I need you to help me with this. Or, or we're going to be doing this on the weekend and you need to help me plan 
like get everything together. If you want to go on a vacation, I need your help, you know, getting all this stuff together. Cause I'm still have a full-time job while I'm supposed to be doing this extra stuff. And so I think it really just started with me popping up and telling him what I needed. And sometimes we really don't know what we need. So it's really just like throwing up on them. Like, okay, uh, you just kind of get frustrated and then you're just like, I really need you to do all these things. And so I feel like it was kind of like up and down for us for a while. And you know, like one area would improve, but another area was still lacking. And so then it's like, okay, now I need you to pay attention over here. And we just kept going that way. And he would also do the same thing for me. Like, okay, I'm happy to help you with this, but if, if I'm going to be doing these kinds of things and not working at home when I get home, then I need to have one night a week where I just work late and I can just work as late as I need. And you know that on Wednesday night, you don't know when to expect me until I say, Hey, I'm heading home. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of had to make like these compromises. He was like, I can't just come home and never work in the evening because I still have these other things I have to get off the ground and I don't have time during the day at the office. So we kind of had to make these accommodations for each other. And so just kind of weaving our way through that, being like, okay, I need this and he needs that. And just kind of going back and forth and really just communicating and finding that balance. Sure. And it's always a process. Like life isn't just magically solved because yeah. we, we recognize the problem. We got to work through it to, together and find the better solution. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering, can you tell us a little bit about what life is like now in terms of what process you guys follow. And that doesn't mean you never have problems again either, right? Like, but you just, it's so much better with the new framework that you were telling me about that you guys have put into place that I'd love to have you uh, tell us more about. What do you guys do today that you're really excited to share with everyone listening? So fast forward 18 years (laughs) or like 14 (laughs) years or whatever. Um, um, I think some of the major things that we have figured out along the way that has made sailing a lot easier is, um, Garrett does not work when he's at home. Garrett comes home, like his phone is set aside. He's not checking texts, like nothing. He, he sets all that aside. So it's like, once he's home, he's ours. He's the father, he's the husband, he's the man who needs to relax. He's whatever. He's a regular person. He's not an entrepreneur when he's at home. And I think, um, that was something he took strategic coach kind of early on in our marriage. And that started the foundation of that, him realizing that he was actually more productive at the office and all of those kinds of things, if he could let it go when he got home. Mm -hmm. And so that's the big thing is Garrett doesn't do work when it's like time to be home with us. And, um, we have our weekly meeting, which this is something we've done. Geez, I don't even know now. I want to say like seven or eight years, maybe a touch longer where we have a weekly agenda and me and him meet together in our home And we run it like he would run a meeting at the office with one of his partners. We come in, we usually have coffee. We keep it light. Like we keep it comfy. Like we, we usually have coffee and we'll have like music playing or whatever, but we're in our front room and we literally have an agenda that's on Garrett's phone um, or I have it on my computer and we hit every single mark on our agenda. And we talk about each of the things listed in our agenda and we created our agenda um, together based on the things that go on in our life that we felt like we were lacking in communication about things like syncing up Garrett's travel calendar onto my phone so that I know where he's at, when he's going to be home, those kinds of things. So that if I need extra help during those days, I know ahead of time. And I'm not just like, Holy cow, you're going to Colorado tomorrow. Okay. (laughs) I thought you were going to be home. So syncing up our calendar, everything from what does he need to do to help support the boys this week? Or my favorite in the whole entire world is what do you need me to do around the house? What needs to be done? (laughs) Because I am not a nagger. And so I'll just ask 
And if he doesn't do it, then I'll just get frustrated and I'll just do it myself. I do not like to nag at all. So this is my favorite part of the agenda is like, oh my gosh, there's 15 light bulbs out in the house. I need you to do that. Or the garage door isn't shutting or whatever it is, anything in the world that I need him to take care of because either I don't want to do it or it kind of falls in his category or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. And I can talk about that right then. And that just saves so much bickering. Garrett felt like when he came home, sometimes he was like, I don't feel like I can, I can relax because you've asked me to take care of this thing, but I'm really tired and I want to relax. So he couldn't, even though I was like, I don't care if that gets done in three weeks from now. I just need you to take care of it. I just want it off my plate. So also when I tell him, hey, I need you to do these things at the house, I give him like a time frame. Like this needs to be done tomorrow because it's a pain in the butt. Or you can do this in the next month. I don't care. I just want it on your responsibility. Right. I love that. And and I can understand both perspectives on that too, on the not not feeling like you're nagging. Yeah. Yeah, He's like, I want to be able to relax. And so if I don't need it done for three weeks, he can relax and not feel like I'm just like tapping my watch. Like, Hey, you got crap to do right now. You know? So it kind of worked for both of us. And there's, we rank each other in our relationship. How am I doing on a scale of one to 10? And, um, just a million different things. And, um, like I was talking to you about earlier, we'll be driving in the car, we'll be doing something and something will pop in my mind. Like, Oh, we need to talk about this, but maybe this isn't the time or we don't have time or whatever. I'll say, Hey babe, can you add that to our agenda? Or I can go into our Evernote and I can add it to our agenda so that it's not like hanging out in my mind, distracting me all the time. Like I can't forget, I need to talk to him about this. I can just go in and add it to our agenda or he can also. And then it's like, your mind is free. And then when you get to your meeting, you know, you're going to have time to talk about it. It's so freeing. It's so freeing. Yeah. That's a great idea. Like we do that in our companies all the time. It's like, why are we not doing it with our spouses? Cause you're right. Like the random moment that I might bring up to my husband that I need him to help me with X, Y, or Z to fix this or fix that. I couldn't get it to work and you'll know how to do it, whatever the case is, or he wants me to help him fix his computer or help him with his email or whatever. It's like never the right time when you ask. Cause they're like, I don't want to deal with that now. <laughs> so totally. And it's like, they should be in a space where yeah. they're like, okay, I'm happy to take care of that for you right now. Cause I'm, I've gotten my rest in or whatever. I'm just in a place where I'm happy to do that for you. So it just mm-hmm. takes a lot of the emotion out. I feel like, and it, for me, like I'm kind of a brat and I was kind of resistant, like, Oh, so now I'm like your employee. Like, <laughs> right. he's like, he's like, babe, let's just try it. Let's just see what it's like. And if you hate it, we can not do it. But literally I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) This just opens up communication and I don't have to think about it the rest of the week. Yeah. So how long have you guys been doing that format of doing the agenda, the the meeting with each other? The meeting with each other, I would say has been like seven or eight, maybe even 10 years. It's been quite a while. And um, other people that we've given it to, like some of my friends use it and stuff, they just go on and they just make it their own, right? Like what their family needs, kind of customize it to what they need. And, um, I think that a lot of my friends have found the exact same thing that I have, that it's actually freeing. It's not like a task where you're like, this is just one more thing I have to do that I don't want to do. It really turns into this, like, if I take care of this one thing, then the rest of my week is set up so much better. That's awesome. Well, I understand that at the end, you're going to give us some details about how to get a copy of your meeting agenda. Yeah, so, absolutely. Okay, cool. That's, that'll be a great uh, resource for everybody listening. So I'm excited to, to talk more about that. Um, well, so is there anything else that, do you guys do any kind of um, weekly date night or like or what other things have you added to the mix to, you know, continue improving your relationship over time? 
Yeah. So date night has been a thing that we have done for quite a while. And, um, I absolutely love it. Like for us, date night is Tuesday night. Cause it's like the night that Garrett is almost always in town. He's very rarely out of town on a Tuesday night and Monday nights just seem to be kind of crazy because it's the beginning of the week. So for us, it's Tuesday night and we go out and me and Garrett love concerts. We love comedy. We love all those kinds of things. And so we go do those. We, we, we try to find shows. We plan ahead. We get tickets to like our local Red Butte, like our outdoor amphitheater. And we, and we kind of book things ahead of time. Garrett is amazing because he takes notes on his phone. If somebody mentions like, oh my gosh, we did this really fun thing. Even if it's in a completely different city, but it's a city like that is likely that we would visit or whatever. He captures all of that in notes. Uh-huh. And, um, and like when we're like, oh, we're going to, we're going to head out to Chicago or something. He'll pull up his notes and be like, oh, so-and-so told me about this great restaurant, this really fun thing that they did together. And, and we'll plan that out. And so date night is definitely a huge, a huge part of our life. And I find that when things get really busy and you're kind of skipping date night here and there, it really shows like you really just don't feel connected as much as a couple. Like I remember when we first started doing date night, our kids were still pretty little and we would like flirt and like laugh and we're like, me and him literally were like, why are we not like this at home? Like, cause we're just so caught up in the mundane of, of life and toddlers and all that. And we seriously were like, this is crazy. Like we need to start this date night thing and start dating each other and have time where it's just the two of us together. Mm-hmm. So you and, just you have a babysitter that you have arranged, you know, every Tuesday night. Yeah. So for when our kids were little, thankfully we're kind of out of babysitting zone now. <laughs> um, but yeah, when our kids were little, we had somebody who was arranged. They, it was a sign. They came to our house every single date night and I would just text them like, I need you at five 30 or I need you at seven 30 or whatever. But they saved that evening for us. We found, um, um, the girls who helped us out were through the university by our house. Oh, cool. Like recommended from people that we knew them that knew them or whatever. But we just said every Tuesday night, you come hell or high water, you're showing up at our door. And so there's no excuse because as the mother, that is just like one more thing I don't want to figure out is how the hell to track down some babysitter. So it was like, this is already taken care of. Like it's building those systems that you would into your job, building those into your relationship, right? The nanny just shows up. I don't have to tell her to come. Just like you don't have to tell your assistant to show up at her desk every day, right? Mm-hmm. You arrange it, she's going to be there, and then you know you can count on her. Same kind of thing. We built all of that kind of stuff into our relationship. We built, um, we have like silly little traditions that we have in our relationship. We have, um, one of my things is when we moved houses, um, and I was buying new furniture and doing that kind of stuff. I really tried to create a house where it facilitated us having really fun moments together as a family, but also as a couple. Right. And so like in our front room, like I'm a texture baby, like I like everything soft, everything, like Mm -hmm. I want to be comfortable at all times. And so like in our front room, we have like this big soft mulehair couch and, and there's reading lamps and there's guitars and there's stuff like that. And so that facilitates like a place for us to come together and like lay around and like listen to audiobooks. Like I listen to Harry Potter with my son in there. Or, uh, if my son, if my older son Breck is playing guitar or something, I can just lay in there and like hang out with him. Or we have like, uh, I stuck a big porch swing on the front porch and we have this thing every time it rains, whoever's home is out on the front porch, including my dog. We're wrapped in blankets and we just kind of create these things that facilitate us coming together and, 
bonding and spending time together. So kind of throughout our house are these little places where it um, encourages bonding and connection. That's a great idea. So, you know, so just creating the environments that are fun spaces for the family to hang out. Yeah, there's everybody gets to come. It's all, it encourages cuddling and cozy and hanging out and it's relaxed. Everybody's in their zone. Nobody's feeling left out or whatever. Yeah. Well, how old are your sons today? If you don't mind me asking. Um, my oldest son is about to turn 15 and then we have a 12 year old. Oh, okay. So they're at ages where you could leave them home alone and it's not going to be the end of the world as long <laughs> yeah, as it's yeah. not for a day. <laughs> yeah. So overnight, if we, if we go out of town or if we're like going to be gone for a night or whatever, like my, we have our same girl, the, the college girl, she comes and she comes to us at like 7.30 at night. She makes sure the kids have had dinner and that their homework's done and if they need anything. And then she just hangs out and stays overnight with them and then drops them off at school in the morning. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah well, it, so what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, to go from this, um, you know, have, feeling isolated and like, you know, Garrett was working all the time and that you were the lowest, you and the family, your boys were the lowest priority to being honest about what you needed. And then, you know, the two of you working together to, to make it better, which you have done amazing with now fasting, fast forwarding to the whole date night, the weekly meeting with the agenda of what, where you both can communicate with each other. And then just, you know, continuing to bring the fun environment into the family. It sounds like those are kind of the three key things you've added to the now that have made a huge difference in just having a fun family and a fun relationship. Yeah. I mean, I think as the spouse of an entrepreneur, um, I think one of the biggest things I did is I set really clear boundaries about uh, what was going to happen like in our home. And what I mean by that is me and Garrett had talked extensively. Garrett's big on vision. And so we created this like vision for our family. And early on when we didn't have maybe that terminology, we definitely were very clear about what we wanted for our family. We even talked about it through dating, what we, what the vision was for our family and how close we wanted our family to be and what we wanted it to be like in our home and those kinds of things. So getting really clear on your vision for your family and exactly what you wanted. And I was just kind of this constant nudge for Garrett to be like, okay, but that doesn't fit into our vision. But wait, how is that going to fit into our vision? I'm totally cool with you taking this new adventure, but it has to meet in our vision because our vision for our home is more important than the vision for the company. Because what Garrett learned um, was that when things aren't happy at home, when he feels disconnected or he feels like he hasn't spent much time here or whatever, he's not happy and he actually doesn't thrive in his company. That he's like, this is like the foundation. If everything's going good here, he's like, things could be going to crap at the office and I can still be happy. He's like, but this has to come first. Being connected yeah, yeah. to me, being connected to our boys. And I think I'm the person, he runs the vision for his company. I run the vision for our home. And I'm just constantly like when he comes up with a new project or a new thing, hey, how does that fit into the vision of our home? And if we can make it work, fantastic. But like Garrett got offered to do like a syndicated nationwide radio show once when I was like pregnant and my other son was like two. And he comes home, he's like, dude, I can do this awesome show. It's a great opportunity to get our company out there. It's going to be from 5.30 to 7.30, Monday through Friday. And I was like, no. He was like, that was like the first time I was like, absolutely no. Like on an opportunity that he was excited about. Mm -hmm. I just said, no way. I said, you're going to miss soccer. You're going to miss dinner time. You're going to miss bath time. You're going to miss all the evening fun that we do. I was like, absolutely not. 
And it took him like two days to come around. He was like, no, I think we can make this work. And he was like, I'll just go to work late in the mornings. And I was like, no, I'm not giving up our evenings. That doesn't fit with what we want for the family. And then it was like within a couple months, he was like, wow, I, I couldn't even imagine if I had done that because then he would have been on the hook for doing it for whatever the contract was. Right. And he couldn't have gotten out of it. So I think as the spouse, um, you come together, you create your vision, but then you're the person, if, if you're like me, who's kind of in charge of the vision of the home, like you hold to that. And I'm not like crazy. Like you can't take on these new things. I'm just like, look, it doesn't fit in with the vision. If we can make it fit in the vision, fantastic. But I'm not going to sacrifice what happens here. I think a lot of times we downgrade uh, the importance of our relationships with each other and um, with our children. And it's like, that's got to be number one. Cause if that's not flowing, then you're not going to be happy. At least we weren't going to be happy that way. Right. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned this issue of family vision because, you know, it's one of the things that as entrepreneurs, like we are often so good about having a vision, a business plan for our business or a strategic plan for the quarter or whatever the case is. I mean, I've written hundreds of those in my life, but yet until I went through um, a program called Lifebook, which I know you and Garrett went through as well. I'd never heard of this idea of actually having a vision and a plan for your overall life. It's like that was a new idea for me. And so I'd love to have you talk just a little bit about like what do you put into a life vision when you when you say you got, you know, you hold the family vision and you run, you, you, has, you have Garrett share the company vision with you and you run it through the filter of the the family vision to make sure it fits and that it's in sync. What, what does that family vision look like in terms of what are some of the components that it needs to include? You don't have to tell us, you know, every details about yeah. yours, but what does one look like? Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I, I understand. So like I said earlier on, I don't know that we thought of it necessarily as a vision. It was just like, this is what we want our family to be like. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so it was like, okay, we want to be, we want to, we want mom and dad giving like just simple things, bath time at night. Like it's not just it's not just me giving bath. Garrett's in there. He's involved, right? Uh, we're putting the kids to bed together sometimes. Or when the kids got, when we had both kids, it was like, we did this thing for a long time where it was like, you lay with one, I'll lay with the other. And we just sit and we talk. And, and then the next night we would swap kids so that you continually stay connected to each of the kids. So it was just really getting clear on how are we going to create the relationship that we want to have with me and him and also with our kids. So that included having date night and that included having little things that we did with the boys, right? Like if it's summer, it was like, let's go out on the back porch and we're going to spend 45 minutes outside, just the four of us. And we're just going to play. And that's what we're going to do. It's not so detailed and it's not super rigid. It's more like, for me, it was more like, what are the emotions that I want going in, in my home? I want love. I want fun. I want honesty. I want, if someone's having a bad day, a space to talk about it right? Which is what created when we laid with the boys, especially as my boys got older. If I had one tip for like moms, I think we started this when the kids were maybe five or six, the swapping back and forth, laying with them before bed. Um, my oldest son is quite an introvert and, um, I would just go and lay by him and he's like, mom. And I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to, let's just cuddle for a minute. Or if you didn't feel like cuddling, I literally would just lay there and be quiet. I didn't put any pressure on the moment or anything. But when you sit and you wait and you wait and await, they all of a sudden, they just start talking. You don't have to start a conversation. You don't have to ask a question. And they just tell you stuff they would have never found the time to tell you or never found a place to talk about it. And, and um, in just doing that, like really created this real honesty and this real ability to talk about anything. Still, even as, 
Uh, my oldest goes into like these teenagers years. We talk about everything. Nothing is taboo in our home. And it's really facilitated just this real honesty. But in the vision, I think focus on um, like the emotions that you want to have. That's what I did. And then I focus on what are the things that I need to happen in order to create the feeling that I wanted in our family and in our home. And that just included like, what was dinner going to be like? We're not super structured, um, especially <laughs> the older I get, I become less and less structured. It wasn't necessarily about having something structured. It was about having a time set aside to do. We're going to set time aside and just be together. And whatever that was going to be, whether that was reading stories, watching a movie, playing outside, like, so to me, the vision was just kind of this broad thing where I just, um, where I, where I, I kind of had like, I, I didn't even have like a specific vision in my mind. Like I said, it was more just about emotions and, and what it was going to take to facilitate that. And it evolved as the kids got older and older and older to the point where like three years ago, we wrote a vision together. What did they want the vision for our family to be? What did they want involved in this? They wanted to buy into it and be a part of it. So we created a vision all together for our family that included things that they wanted. And then they were like, Hey, we're supposed to, we're supposed to play cards. We're not even playing cards anymore. We need to, you know, so they're kind of holding us accountable to the things that they wanted in there also. And it created uh, some really fun things where their personalities got to come out into it. That's a great idea. And I think that, um, I don't know if you ever met Jim Shiles, but I met him through Maverick um, or Jim Shields. I'm not, I'm sure if I'm saying it right, but he talks about this concept called uh, family board meetings. And it kind of sounds like that's what you guys have done with evolving your family vision into you know, having these uh, at any time and, you know, your boys can chime in and say, Hey, you know, let's, let me, why aren't we doing this thing that we all agreed was part of the vision? So have you ever turned it into like a, a family board meeting, like the meeting you and Garrett do with the agenda? Have you ever included your boys in that? Yeah, we actually have a family meeting and, and it takes place right before. So we've done it where me and Garrett meet in the mornings. Currently right now are, um, we have family meeting on Tuesday night when my son gets home from basketball whatever time that is, then we do our family meeting and then me and Garrett do our meeting together and then we go out to date night. So currently that's our Tuesday evenings is spent doing that. And during the, um, during the family meeting with the boys, they write in their gratitude journal. They rank us as parents and how connected they feel to us. And then we go through, is there anything they need support from us in? Is there any, anything going on that they want to talk to us about and that we can help them create solutions for? Is there anything going on between the two of them? Like both of our boys are pretty opposite in a lot of ways. And so we're like, okay, so how are you guys feeling? Are you guys feeling connected? And our boys weren't like a natural fit to be like best friends forever. You know what I mean? And so we really had to facilitate developing their relationship and growing their relationship so that they could understand each other better. And that became a part of our family meeting was how are we going to facilitate this? What needed to happen for them to feel close, connected and heard by each other? Wow. I love that. So you have the boys rate you guys as parents every single week. Yep, absolutely. And it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I was going to say, what's that like? Do, do some weeks, do you get like a five and other weeks you get like a nine? Like, what's that like? Well, our boys, you start and you'll find this with your spouse and also with your kids where if like, if I tell Garrett, he's at like an eight, he's like, Oh, what have I done? Like, cause I'm not really prone to like rate him. low, <laughs> And so he knows like, okay, if it's this or or less. I've really, she's really not feeling connected to me and I need to find out what I need to do to establish that again. And our boys are kind of the same thing. If our boys said, if our boys gave like a seven or something, we'd be like, what has happened here? 
it's, it's also one of those things where you know you're going to be you know that they're going to be rating you. So you're like actively staying in communication with them, right? You're actively, cause you're like, it's on your mind, right? Like when somebody asks you to write what you're grateful for, your mind starts looking for ways to be grateful. It's the same kind of thing. You're like, your, your mind just goes to how am I going to, you know, consciously uh, support them and keep them going. Like it just puts it in your radar more. So you're conscious of it more and into your awareness and you can act on it throughout the week. That's great. Well, do you know if that is included in the um, agenda, the, 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 the meeting agenda? Does it talk about the meeting you have with, with your children as well? No, I have no idea. I haven't probably been on there in about a year and a half. And the agenda with the kids has probably only been around about that long. Like we've gotcha. had meetings and stuff with them, but I, you know, I would guess it's attached to it into in our Evernote, but I have no I really don't know. That's, that's okay. I mean, everybody gets the idea of, you know, what, what Carrie's talking about here is really profound though. Just the idea of including your, your children in these weekly meetings, either in a different meeting or the same meeting back to back, you know, like what you were saying. I honestly, I just, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I honestly wonder if we just went through uh, parts of our um, mine and Garrett's meeting and just asked the questions that were applicable to them. Gotcha. I mean, added a couple more, like, how can we support you? But same kind of thing. He asks me that in our meeting. So I really think we just use a lot of the same questions just geared towards kids. Gotcha. So at the end, and just here in a moment, when she gives you the download link, just keep in mind that even if it doesn't say, you know, that it's included with children, that you can adapt the agenda to use with your kids as well. Because I really love this idea. I'm going to try this out with my husband and my daughter, because I just think it's a brilliant strategy. I can see where there's a lot going on here that is helping you guys communicate with each other, supporting each other, meeting each other's needs, but communicating in a way that you're not catching them off guard where they're feeling nagged, but also because you're rating each other. It's like you're always each be holding each other accountable to doing a good job and being a good parent or being a good spouse. Like there's a lot going on here psychologically and communication wise. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If everybody uh, who's listening wants to go to wealthfactory.com forward slash marriage, then there is I think there's four talks that Garrett has given over the years. He's just been asked by, by people, especially like in masterminds to, to give a talk on our relationship because, um, we have a really good relationship and we seem really open and connected. And so he has four talks on there, um, just from different times he's been asked to give that talk and you can listen to those on, um, on wealthfactory.com forward slash marriage. And there's also a link where you can download our agenda. And like I said, just customize it to what works for your family. If your kids are little, it'll look a little bit different. If you have kids out of the house, it might be different or whatever. Just feel free to customize it and make it your own. And all those points in your life that you find are a frustration because of the lack of communication, just add that right there onto your agenda and you will be surprised the freedom it will give you and the amount of uh, relaxation and reconnection in your relationship. Yes. Thank you for sharing that resource. So I have one last question for you. Is there any other final advice you would give for, um, you know, how to, how to help the, the spouse to the crazy busy entrepreneur create stability when the spouse is always striving? Um, Probably a combination of what you already, yeah, I would uh, what say, you already yeah. said. What I said, like create, create a vision for your family and then you be the person who uh, holds everybody into those boundaries of that, of that vision while you're supporting and loving each other, but you're also making sure that the vision, that the vision takes on the life that you guys want it to have. And just having that open communication, using the agenda and all those things, 
just using those couple things will make it so much easier for you to grasp. Because I, I think sometimes we just wander through life and are like, things aren't turning out the way I want. But you have to have intention to create what you want. Things aren't accidentally going to show up that way. You really have to take action actively all the time in order to create that. And it's not easy. Things are not perfect. We have breakdowns in our communication and things go awry. But this agenda and all these things help the, the moments that that happen be so farther and few that uh, it's so worth the effort. That's great. And what would you say to the crazy busy entrepreneur <laughs> about listening to their, listening to the clues that my, their spouse um, might be telling them? Yeah, let's see. What would I tell them? Um, I would say just pay attention. If, if your spouse is someone maybe like who I used to be, who was a little bit more timid, you're going to have to pay attention to the subtleties that they're, that they're showing you. Cause for me, I didn't want to squash Garrett's dream. I didn't want to be the wife who was like, no, you can't do that. But creating a context and a vision, it allowed me to be like, but Hey, we said, this is what we really wanted. This isn't getting us what we really wanted. And, and if, and when your spouse starts saying, Hey, wait, we said we were going to take this amazing vacation. You were going to totally unplug. You have to hold up your end of the deal and just realize that, that your family and your relationship is going to bring so much more happiness and fulfillment to you than your job. And if you don't believe that yet, that's okay. Just try it on. Just be like, I'm going to do this for one quarter. I'm going to make my family and my relationships a huge priority for me and just see how it shifts. Just try it on like you would anything else and see how it feels. Yeah. And from what I understand from what Garrett said, you know, you guys, you know, he, like you said, when he comes home in the evening, he's home, he's not in, you know, work mode. And you guys took him a month or two um, last summer or the summer before and lived in Europe. And how, you know, you do that whenever you want to, and you've created the space to do that. So that's what putting your family first and working your work around your, your business around your life can do for you. Would you agree with that statement? Yes, absolutely. And that was part of our vision was these summers abroad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And that Mine came too. out because me just like nudging him like, Hey, when are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? We've talked about it since they were toddlers and it took a while and he really had to actively in his company set it up. So at some point he could be gone for a long period of time because he didn't work when we were in Italy. He did not work. He took two phone calls the whole time we were there. Which is awesome. So yeah. yeah. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for sharing all the, your wonderful wisdom with us. I mean, I got a lot. I took tons and tons of notes. I can't wait to go download that agenda and, and, those, and those videos to watch that you mentioned. I've, I've seen Garrett present on this before as well. And um, I just appreciate you so much for being on with us today. Thanks, thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Thank you. And remember, everyone, freedom is a mindset, not a destination. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening. For more information about The Vacation Effect or for details on today's show, head over to our website at vacationeffect.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.